previously on Game of Thrones. It was the finale of season seven. Cersei sent a carrier pigeon to the Night King telling him that Sansa and Bran think she's a big stupid idiot head. This was the last straw for the Night King so he gathered up his dead troops to knock down the door of Winterfell. Jon gets word from his sister so he asks Daenerys to help him out as a favor. The rest of the episode was just them heading that way. Pew 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 season two season two 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 this is season two of previously on we're coming at you with a whole new energy sunday 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 (laughs) we're a monster truck themed thing now yeah dollar dollar drink specials we got two dollar long necks and up close and personal dollar fifty you call it and (laughs) Uh, which, I've, as a as a bartender of eight years, I still don't understand what I know what a long neck is, but nobody in the history of time calls them that. Um, season two of previously <laughs> on, what are long necks? It's, it's the they're the type of dinosaur that eats the leaves. It, <laughs> okay. They've got them for two bucks over at Lake House. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I yeah, we're starting season two a little late. <laughs> there, like, there was a week where I was wait no that I was sick before yeah. in season one. You were sick. I was out of town, and then and then uh, yeah, just a couple weekends happened that were mm-hmm. just <laughs> full of things. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do things during. Life so. goes on even when you need to record a podcast where you watch a TV show backward. Yeah, I was kind of worried because you know we we have had like a I I think a healthy listenership. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of worried that they're not going to come back now, but nah. we'll, I'll post something and be like, hey, everybody, we're we're back and better than ever. We have all new bits. I'm an orange cartoon dinosaur because <laughs> we're back. Um, so um, I watched this episode. It had been a while. Mm-hmm. Previously, before I watched the episode, I had a pinched nerve where I couldn't walk and that gave me some perspective on life that I am now bringing to this show. Yeah, you just wanted to be Bran. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I actually, I have a proposition. For okay. The, I, I'm going to propose that I, a new theory on this season or the or some thematic material. I don't know if the writers were doing it, but I am convinced that the dead king and his army mm-hmm. are it's it's climate change climate decay yeah yeah it's 100 percent that yeah yeah well because I, I didn't realize that um i didn't realize Cersei didn't know about the the dead before like just right before all the stuff that happened in season eight mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a moment in season in this in this episode so this is the final episode of season seven and they have this like sort of like uh, Jon Snow has like a presentation for Cersei. <laughs> like, yeah. Open up the crate where she's startled. We can burn it. She's startled by a zombie despite her zombie bodyguard. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. More more on that later because <laughs> I have questions. Sure. Or, you know, future answers or fe- I don't know. I, yeah. But yeah. Um. There's like this presentation where Jon Snow's like, "Hey, look, climate change is real, and here's proof." And it's like that. It's like wh- wh- who was in the Senate who like threw a snowball at, um, at uh, Obama. I don't remember. Do you remember that? I remember that happening, but I don't. I don't. It, recall he who didn't. Did it. I don't think it like hit anyone. See, but somebody he was brought in like, a, here's snowball. a snowball. Yeah, it was like that, but the opposite. It was like, "Hey, look, this is." climate change this is real and then Cersei's like oh shit it is real but I want to get reelected next fucking term mm-hmm. I, I don't want to yeah I want to keep on to my power mm-hmm. like this whole this whole episode was basically like the the sort of like not climate denying Republicans that are like oh yeah it's real but I don't really want to go out on a limb and <laughs> change everything about my party 
mm-hmm. I, I kind of need to keep being an asshole over here. So I'm just going to keep doing that. Yeah. Which it was just like, is this really what it, and that's what like you've been, you've been stressing like the seriousness of, of the dead army. Yeah. And, and it really is like, it, yeah. it's like, like you get this sense that John is like, Hey, like, you know, what's the point of all of this shit when like, we're literally like, burning the world like yeah like in in 10 years we're past the no you know point of no return like why are we fighting about anything else yeah there there is a literal existential threat with a very very short time scale and we're worried about like who the president is yeah so if if anything if we can learn anything about our own predicament from this this season it's or that, this episode. It's that climate change can be easily defeated yes, in single exactly. combat. exactly. That's exactly where I was getting. I was like, oh, yeah, but like... It can be safely ignored. It's funny because Cersei is weirdly right. Like, she's just like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out over here and... Yeah. Uh, you guys will... You, it'll get handled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, it gets the message backward. At, at one point, yeah. her... Is it her right hand? Someone, Someone's talking to her and is like... I think maybe it's Jamie, but he, he someone's just like our options are like go help or, or or either way either way even if you don't help the op like the only yeah. outcome is they die and then the dead king kills us or they win and then they come and kill us yeah and i'm just like why does it have to i guess that's where i come in this whole like backward viewing i'm curious as to, i'm curious to know why I guess maybe I just don't know enough about like betrayal, but it doesn't seem like it. I guess is that is the betrayal of Cersei not coming to help after saying she would. Is that literally enough to wipe out like a bunch of innocent people and like you know what um, I mean? Like that's is that what's actually happening here, or is it deeper? Is it like built on more from previous episodes? Or there's, I mean. Cersei's shittiness runs real deep. It it like I get that sense. Yeah, it, it from from literally the first episode on, she is okay. A terrible person. Oh, okay. Um, so she's like a long time baddie. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. She's she's always been terrible. Okay. Um, hmm. But. It, was that enough to burn her city down? Most of the terrible shit she did over the years, uh, I don't want to discuss at this time because you need to discover it as yeah. we go back through time. I guess that's where, but that's that's the issue of all war is that, you know, if you have a war, if if you if you if one country or something decides that they need to go to war with another country because their shitty ruler did some shitty things. Yeah it suddenly means a bunch of innocent people are going to die. I guess that's in a, a way that like if, if, if a sort of like, I feel like game of Thrones is a little bit escapism fantasy. Sure. Like it's just yeah. like sort of couch. Like, like you're, it's, it's mostly for fun. It's not like you're sitting down to watch like hereditary or something and like really get your world rocked. Like it, yeah. it's like you're, it's it, it, it's it's going to be pretty thin, but I feel like if if anything, you can always get you can always see um, that you know like you could at least project yourself onto this enough to be like oh yeah like m- you know maybe people can think about how war affects like innocent people in another country or something yeah. at the very least like yeah. oh yeah this this does kind of suck because I like when I was watching I was just like why why did all this lead but yeah it kind of happens in real life all the time like like people just get pissed at one leader and then mm-hmm. they're just like yeah fuck them yeah I'm gonna burn your city down yeah. yeah so yeah I guess that's just the sad part of war that I don't really have I'm fortunate not to have to think about too much yeah yeah that sucks well um yeah, so climate change is real, <laughs> and Circe just doesn't give a shit. Yep, and uh, we, you know, reflect that on your own lives, yeah. listeners. Who, who who is Circe in real life? It, you know, yeah, and that that really does like that just keys into my whole problem with season eight, where it's like, oh yeah, it's not a real problem though. They they take that concept that the show is about, where it's like 
you, we need to band together as a people to fight climate change. But instead, what they do is climate change comes because we ignored it and we defeat it handily. Yeah, it, confirming and, confirming a lot yeah, of people's and like so that we go back to focusing on people's relationships again, and it just like it, it yeah the thing it's that, not very truthful. To, yeah, yeah, it, it because if you betrays want, itself honestly, because if the show were to have gone there, if it goes to the existential dread, it becomes yeah. a show that is bigger. Mm-hmm. It has bigger themes and it has like yeah. deep human roots. If like, they wanted like it to go somewhere, yeah. you know, if they like, wanted to stay true to the story, the Night King should have won. Like the end of the series should have been the world overrun with zombies because, because they, of, they kept failed. postponing and they kept like yeah. building cities and not giving a shit. Yeah. yeah. And they, they yeah. didn't band together. And so they all, di- but instead, no, it's fine. We can, we don't have to do anything about climate change. We can keep focusing on the fucking theater of politics. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on right now too, where it's like, uh, you know, like just sort of like hopeful, hopeful that like yeah. some of the little things that we've done so far will yeah. help somehow. <laughs> it's like, there, there's a piece yeah. of art somewhere where it's a bunch of legislators uh, like standing and yelling and arguing and it's a bunch of stone statues, but they're submerged up to their noses in a pool of water yeah and it was a it's a commentary on climate change imagine if that artist had drawn that said it was about climate change but drew all of them standing on top of the water suspended (laughs) magically above it because that's what season eight was it was like this is our message that we're not gonna communicate i'm just so fucking mad yeah it is weird I, I that's all I could really see in this yeah. episode was like I was like oh wow this is like yeah. really building this up and then it it's the first time I've seen it mm-hmm. but now that I've seen it I'm like oh wow that they really blew it in so, season eight the <laughs> entire show one. you're you're in for seven seasons of building up to how bad that problem is and then oh god and then it's nothing. Anyway, the episode starts with Grey Worm. He's he's hanging out in an army, and then uh, Lord, there's a Lord. Uh, what's someone's talking to Jamie, and they're talking about the Cockless Army. That's the uh, the Unsullied. That's Grey Worm's people. Okay, and are they? Does is that alluding to like a literal? Are they like not human or something, or are they? Um, do you, I guess you can't say. I think it would be all right. I don't I don't think this is a major spoiler, but they are for reasons I won't reveal. I'll let you wonder why. They're a little but different. They are all eunuchs. They have all been castrated. Okay, so I mean it seemed literal what they were yeah, saying. Yeah, quite literal. And yeah. they, but I mean obviously we're joking quite a bit, but it yeah, was like, Grey Worm himself also. Like they, they were all castrated. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there's a lot of cock talk. Yep. Um, and it comes back a little bit later. Like that dude is just like obsessed. He's like making up for the like lack of male frontal nudity in the later seasons, I guess. <laughs> He's like, I'll talk about it at least. Tyrion and company are on the boats mm-hmm. um, heading toward King's Landing. Is that where they end up? Or is um, it like sort of outside of it? It's where Cersei is. Is that? Yeah, where- yeah, yeah. That's yeah. King's Landing. So the hand or the hound pokes this crate and it makes this like loud screeching sound. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, I I think I was like, maybe it's a baby dragon for some reason. Like I couldn't figure out what could possibly be in that crate. Mm -hmm. Cause at this point I didn't know Cersei didn't know about the dead. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Cersei says like, you know, if anything gets, goes wrong, kill, kill, uh, Daenerys kill John and or no kill Tyrion and then kill maybe John I don't know she was speaking in code she said the silver haired bitch our brother and the bastard king so I was trying to guess who those were I, I Daenerys our brother Tyrion and then the bastard king is that she doesn't oh yeah yeah she thinks that okay she thinks John is a bastard but he's not yeah okay. yep, you got it yep um, this is also the episode where you really, for the first time, find actually out John's find out. big secret. Yeah, like the big reveal. Is this the reveal for the audience? I believe so. Maybe? It's so or, casually wait, given. So I would. Well, I'm, no, no. I think the reveal for Brand? the audience is earlier. Does it show? I, I bet. I bet. 
this is a guess i'm, I'm guessing bran actually it like it shows bran actually see it maybe because it shows him do flashbacks so maybe there's like a moment where bran's just pondering this, this is another one where i'm just gonna go ahead and check that one on the board yeah that's that is a hundred percent precisely what yeah happens. bran yeah yeah he watches john get born and he's like well it's funny because sarah sarah was watching with me and she was like at one point, Bran goes back. Sam, him skipping ahead. Bran and Sam are talking, and mm-hmm. Sam's like, "Oh shit! Like, yeah, you're right, but um, that I know actually who John is. Like, John or uh, or he knows about John's parents. Yeah, uh, getting married. Yeah, and then Bran's like, "Oh shit! Let me go look." And then Sarah was like, "Well, why didn't he already know that?" And I'm like, "Well, because he can go anywhere and any time, but." It's not like he's combed the whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't comb all of time. Yeah. For Owning everyone. a library yeah, is yeah, the yeah. same as having read every book. Yeah, I was yeah. like, someone's got to point him to something, yeah. or else, like you know, unless he's just randomly scanning. So I am interested to see: does he is he randomly scanning? Why is he scanning around that he finds that John is not a bastard? You know what I mean? Like, I because he had to have pointedly. Yeah, this he had is... to have been going for it, or like. Or is it just another writing slip of like, eh? Um, <laughs> it's both. This specific instance is definitely like guided. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm allergic to intrigue. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot with Bran that just isn't explained shown <laughs> discussed uh yeah yeah it's just sort of that get, get you know, that character that they can get away with moving the plot along inch by inch and <laughs> yeah, there are yeah uh, yep <laughs> so do, 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 do. um the hound and brienne have like a little conversation where they talk about how they protected aria at some point and like risk their lives to protect Arya. Um, that's really all I got out of it. Yeah. Um, Tyrion and Bronn. Um, I found out that Bronn set up the meeting to have to have this conversation. Or no, is it Bronn? Or did did Bronn work alongside um, Jamie to get this meeting set up? Because later, Cersei blames Jamie of, you know, acting, you know, basically conspi- conspiring against her because she, she, he helped set up this meeting with her brother. Um, so I get the sense that like maybe Bronn and and Jamie worked together to get this meeting set up somehow. I honestly don't recall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I think that's what's happening. Um, this is the last time that Sandor sees his brother before he kills him at the end. And it's pretty much just like him walking up to Darth Vader or whatever. Uh, what's his name? That is Gregor Clegane, Gregor, the mountain. Yeah, so yeah. Sandor and walks up to Gregor and like in the beginning of this meeting, he's just like, what did they do to you? Yeah. Which I'm like, who are they? I'm I'm assuming Cersei and like that, but but like I noticed this is the first time I've seen that Gregor has like other Vaders, <laughs> like they all have the same armor, but they're not yeah. all. I don't think they're all deformed like him. They're they're just like the royal guard. Okay, so that's yeah. just there. It's like um stormtroopers and you should just put them in Vader uniform for yeah. effect, I guess. Okay, you can't be an evil queen without. Yeah. Dressing like it, I they guess. Look evil for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Daenerys comes down like freaking Beyonce at Coachella. Mm-hmm. She just like flies down on this crazy dragon. Yep. It's like, damn, she came, she entered. It was, it was, it was serious. And then um, Jack Sparrow has that really funny moment. The uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Where he goes, I'm, I'm a fuck off. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, before that, even like when he enters the meeting, he just makes an ass of himself. He like, he makes like a bunch of jokes to Tyrion, like a bunch of like small person jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck is this guy? Like who? Like why? And just a big old mean bully. Yeah, and then yeah. He, and then Cersei's just like, sit down. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the whole, and then, yeah, but that was the funny part was he was just like, 
I love that the show was at least honest. Like the writers were at least honest about how they've written this Jack Sparrow character because they wrote a two dimensional character that just saw existential dread mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he, he just couldn't do it. He was just like, I'm not written to compute this. Like I'm out. <laughs> like I'm not, I can't handle this. I, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Like I, I, we haven't written him to be able to to to, to do this. Well, this you know is I mean? well, there, there's a forward spoiler here. He he didn't just like leave. Yeah, he went to help. He, he, uh, wait a minute. We're still talking about uh, the pirate guy, right? Yeah, Jack's, yeah. He left to go pick up the gold company and transport them to King's Landing. So. That's what's confusing. Yeah. When did Cersei tell him to do that? Probably sometime prior to this meeting. Prior? So that was his cover? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He was like, I'm not fighting zombies. I'm fucking off. But really, he Uh, went and picked up the gold company. That actually kind of makes sense now. Yeah. That's a good point. So he wasn't... yeah, because the way it played to me was like this character is just like they they, they just have no clue what to do with them, so he's they just gonna fuck off. Definitely could have like this is one of those things where shit happens off camera, and that's not good. Yeah, y- you need to show us what you're doing. Um, yeah, it's fun to solve a mystery when it's a mystery. It's not fun to solve the plot. Yeah, yeah, that's just that sucks. That's a good point. Yeah. So then, um, let's see. Yeah, it makes me. Uh, John and Tyrion do their little. Th- um, they basically are just calling everyone to fight climate change. Like, hey, this is coming. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like we could we could yep. sit here and. Yeah, I got Bill Nye and Al Gore over here, and yeah. I really need you on our side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. And uh, seriously, basically, John just decides that he can't lie, and he's just like. No, I you know I'm not gonna bow to you. I'm not gonna bow to two queens. I'm loyal to to Daenerys. Um, I left my you know I mean like he he's literally like left his kingship in the north to mm-hmm. do this. So which is how he became the steward. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, the truce is either the king, either either John mo- goes back to the north and yeah, kind of like just does his thing there. Um. And like you know leaves Daenerys or uh, or else which is it seems like a really weird um that's a weird trade off for client climate change <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i said it's a re-election like it's yeah. like i i want to yeah john wanna make sure my part my power is stays in the party yeah john was the the character that was like showing that process and like this is where the story had integrity who's like it's not about me yeah it's not about my fame or my public image or my power it's about the fact that a shitload of zombies are going to wander down and <laughs> yeah. eat all of us yeah. like we we I, whatever it takes throw my kingdom away i don't care we've got to stop the zombie yeah and then there's no life right yeah. and then jamie and brienne have like a little moment where they're just like yeah we're going north like this is you mm-hmm. know i think like fuck loyalty like we're yeah. we're this is a real threat yep. it's it's not just like this is propaganda or fear mongering at this point like i i get the sense that before this moment it was a little bit of like speculative like um is this all fake news with this climate change shit john has has maintained been- his algorship through the whole show. King's Landing has been watching Fox News like the whole yeah, <laughs> yeah. series. Yep. <laughs> the, like... I mean that's that's what the show <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh at its heart or at least like as as the books are it's this like Tolkien-esque uh medieval warfare intrigue thing but instead of you know allegories for nuclear power there's instead an allegory for climate change. Uh, yeah. That's that's the that's the thing until season eight when they forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was. I was. I actually thought about that for a second. I, I like checked myself. I was like, wait, is it actually more of like your typical? Because a lot of there's a lot, a lot of like science fiction and and um and like fantasy about like mirroring like, you know, 
atomic bombs and yeah and, and like the threat but yeah. yeah i was like is, is am i just like putting it on climate change because that's where my head is now and i'm just like no i don't think so because no, yeah because like i think this 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 scene i mean you have to be familiar to, with the the winter is coming me yeah yeah oh no i'm not oh you're not at all familiar with the no. just a picture of of a character from game of thrones with the words winter is coming have uh, you been on the internet in the last eight years i guess i've avoided six seven years something memes like huh yeah. What's a meme? What's a meme? <laughs> well, let me tell you. You know graphic t-shirts? Imagine that, but on the internet. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm just late to the game. Because, I mean, there's even the, um, even the dragon, the dead king at the end of the episode melting this, like, giant glacial wall mm-hmm. and it like collapsing mm-hmm. it's like yeah this is all very heavy yeah heavy that's handed. that's that 10 year horizon mark going away that's where i say officially fuck you to the writers of this show i'm going straight to you because like that is some really lazy use of like a really serious thing like like you you can't use mm-hmm. something that is literally an existential threat yeah, in real life. All, in real life. Yeah, you can yeah. you can use that in art if you're using it to yeah. actually explore that concept. But you, you can't use it. It's like that there was like a movie where someone used uh 9/11 as a fucking plot point or a, a backdrop for a lo- a romance. Like yeah. I, I never I never saw it, yeah. but I heard about it. And, and that's, I, it's just yep. like and it happened like right after it. Yeah. It's like no. I mean it's basically like the the Titanic yep. thing. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's like way later and Titanic wasn't a result of That like, was not an existential <laughs> threat. Yeah, that was, was a bunch of rich people a on a boat. Big mistake, you know, like yeah. a full design flaw or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's like our hubris. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, in this case, they had one of the most popular media platforms of all time to say something, and they, to, to they actually like say yeah. like th- this could have all ended with like we need to yeah. melt the Iron Throne with this dragon, but not because of some thrown together thing, yeah, but because that like you can't save the planet right. while you're worrying about money and power like that's, you can't... that's what i'm saying like if the show was going to be good and stay true to its message it needed to have had the zombies win yeah i agree or or they would have had to have sacrificed like either that or it had to have shown them sacrifice yeah. a lot but to instead get to where they they are yeah, instead they're they the writers and the directors uh they're looking at you know that 10-year horizon no no coming back point for climate change and they're going yeah, we got time to squeeze in one more shitty TV show. <laughs> yeah, we'll make that our next ep- season. Yeah, yes, yeah, next series. Yeah, like, that'll be the next HBO. We got time for one more. <laughs> yeah, we're not dead yet. Yeah, I think it's it's super lazy. Um, and like, yeah, it, it's just it's kind of, yeah, it. You can you can be fantasy without being political, or I think you can. Like you could you could try to be something else, but if you're going to be so heavy handed about those themes and yeah. the, in that sort of well, and, imagery and, and stuff, you uh, you have yeah. to. And climate change earn is it. not a political issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Which is another thing the show was trying to do with like the zombies are it's not, not political. A yeah. political point. It's a giant army of zombies. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it doesn't matter. And yet, yeah. in this episode, Cersei lies. In that same meeting, or no, she comes back later after yeah. talking to Tyrion. Yeah. And she's just like, <laughs> we'll all def- right, I'm coming north. I'm going to help you out. But she, wh- we'll defeat the zombies with market incentives. What was her. I'm confused as to why she did that. Why did she feel the need to lie? Um, Be- because it seemed like she had the upper hand in the whole scenario. Yeah. Like Tyrion, everyone was worried being there. Like everyone was scared. Like even the Hound was like, I hope I don't die here. Like I escaped here to not die. Yeah. And now I'm coming back with you, Tyrion. And it's your idea. And so, let you know, I mean, like, let's see what happens. Yeah. And and I, I just am really confused as to why Cersei felt the need to lie because she wasn't in a pinch or was she am i missing something from previous episodes that i haven't seen like is there 
something else going on here in the subtext that I'm not getting? You don't have to say what it is, but is there? Or do you think it's literally just... I think that season seven is the shallow end of the pool. Okay. Like, that's that's really the show. Like, we start out at the 12-foot deep, you know, like, diving board chunk of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And by season eight, we have wandered into the kiddie pool. <laughs> and we're just splashing around with cold water we're on our We're playing dragons over yeah. here. We got some dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, because that that I, that was confusing to me, and I thought that it was a little um. All of that really, like the I mean, I learned a lot about Circe and Circe and Tyrion, um, in their little conversations that they have. Um, let me see. Tyrion goes to talk, um, to Circe, his sister. And he mentions that Cersei is the most murderous in the world. Yeah. And that he tried to, she tried to kill him twice. Um, and then Tyrion, she's basically like, Tyrion, you, you destroyed our family. You killed our father. Um, apparently after Tyrion was wrong, wrongfully convicted of a crime by his mm-hmm. father. Yep. Um, and then this resulted in, I'm confused as to whether I don't know whether Tyrion killed his. Um, br- are there brother and sister? Let me see. Um, I thought there was something mentioned where, um, yeah, some siblings were were killed, and I'm not sure if it's because Tyrion killed them or if it was just a result of her of of Tyrion killing the father. There was like some other deaths that happened, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yes, there were. <laughs> okay, a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay. And it was all Tyrion's fault. Yes, every person that dies in the show, Tyrion either does it directly, uh, indirectly, or through inaction allows them to die. Or it was that Lord. Uh, what's his name? Who's that guy that gets killed at the end of this episode? Lord Peter Baelish, little Baelish, finger. yeah, Lord Baelish. I think he's 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 been up to some mm-hmm. shit from the in this yeah. series. The guy who only speaks in stage whispers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's like a he, he's kind of got like a Snape quality to him. He was like, a little Snapey. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, and there's a moment where Tyrion is talking to Cersei that I thought was really interesting. He says. Or uh, Cersei says that Tyrion predicted Daenerys would destroy King's Landing. She she was like, "You said that she would probably destroy King's Landing," and then he said, "Yes, but she has set herself up with checks that will check her of her, yeah, or her worst impulses." Yeah, which I thought was interesting. Is he referring to himself in that moment? Kind of like like he, she has put me in charge as her right. Like she she has put all these people. She has surrounded herself with John. Like all these people that are really good people. And so that's it's really bizarre because if we're gonna keep going, I, I want to keep I, I want to keep like reflecting this on our current yeah state of affairs. Like in this weird sense, I get, I get like, it almost feels like people who were voting for Trump and being like, yeah, like, but, or no, that, I mean, that's not, no, that's pretty thin because he didn't surround himself by anyone that was worthwhile. But, they, but like he surrounded himself with like this rhetoric of like, I'm here to do these things that are great. Sure, ignore some of these impulses that I've had. Yeah. But like, this is gonna like I you know I you, I I'm preaching that thing that you really care about that one little thing and you're gonna push for me and I get that sense throughout this whole even throughout the season eight that people are sort of just like they really want to think that they can look past like these glaring problems with Daenerys it, to the point where like he yeah like Tyrion is basically like hey like yeah she she has tendencies that could mean that she could 
wipe out a whole city with a dragon. Yeah. Um, but she's got smart people around her. Like, like that'll keep her from doing that or something. Yeah. Just seems weird. It does. <laughs> the, the, is this your struggle with Tyrion too? This is my. This is because like Tyrion deeper makes... struggle with the show yeah. where like Tyrion and John and uh, Ser Jorah and like innumerable other characters who just have this willful blindness to the fact that Daenerys is a murderous lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. interested to see. I'm still interested to see where those. Um, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see the moments that happen that make them real. Like wonder that, <laughs> like, because I have yet to see anything that like shows that Daenerys is the way she is, except for yeah. the whole last episode. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like yeah. or the last two or whatever. Yeah, she. She's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, um, Daenerys and John. There's a scene where they're talking, and I, I guess in this episode, I realize now that the dragons were enslaved at King's Landing. Um, um she like mentions at least like yeah, dragons were enslaved. Um, and King's Landing is where Daenerys's family ended. Um her husband was killed and then like whoever killed her husband prophesied that she would never have a kid. Um, that Daenerys's was husband. Yeah. That's what Daenerys said. She's like my mm, husband. Who? You sure about that? I thought so. Or maybe her, she mentioned a husband dying. I swear she was talking to John and she was talking about King's Landing, and she's like, is she, I get the sense that Daenerys used to live at King's Landing. When she was a child. When she was a child. Oh, so maybe her father? There you go. Okay, maybe that's what was said. Yeah. I wrote husband, which is so weird. But yeah, so whoever killed her father said that she would never have a kid, that Daenerys would never have a baby. I think that's what they were saying. Do you not remember? So, I mean... Hooey. There are some prophecies regarding people having children. Yeah. Um, There's a difference between prophecy and declaration. Uh, Um, And... There are a lot of prophecies and a lot of declarations about everybody's lineage. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to remember this specific reference, and I do not remember it at all. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's probably nothing. I mean, there was. It's, it's definitely one of the least interesting things that I wrote down about this episode, too. Daenerys, I mean, because she's... She kind of reveals a lot. I didn't realize that this is the first episode that Daenerys and John were like intimate, or like they were in a relationship. It was one of those moments of this is like their their relationship is this new. Yes, it, it is. It is fairly recent. <laughs> like that was another one of those moments of like I thought that their relationship had been building for at least a couple seasons or something from from what I had seen. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Their relationship went from like they finally had their cute intimate moment in this episode and then the very next episode is that the one where John reveals to her that uh that he's he's the uh heir to the throne? I thought that they had been knocking boots for a little while by this point. This episode made it seem like it was a very special um like they they when they were talking before they were they weren't like I don't know. There was a moment where he opens the door and uh, Bran is viewing the memory of uh, John's parents getting married, mm-hmm. and it uses the memories dialogue 
cut over the footage of John opening the door to to Daenerys, and then it says he loved her and she loved him, and it but it uses those old memories right as a as, framing device as for, a framing yeah. for this relationship, and then he walks in and and they look at each other like yeah this is happening. And so I was like, oh, this is the first time they've ever done anything together. Or maybe it's just like a building relationship to this point. Like they might have messed around before or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it definitely got, I got the sense that this was like a like pairing. Like at this moment, they are like together. Um, It's maybe both. Um, <laughs> I'm this man now. Now I'm an old man. Um. <laughs> if I recall correctly, and forgive me, it's been a while. Um, I I do believe that they they had been uh, okay conjugating. All right. Well, I'm, this is a game we're gonna play a time, yeah. from uh, from now yeah. on. We're gonna be betting on whether yeah. or not they've slept I, together or not. I am. Uh, because of the nature of HBO Go and the fact that my phone is away for repairs, I'm not going to be able to watch until my phone comes back to me. Oh, no. But as soon as it does, I'm going to dedicate myself to rewatching this whole season. Okay. From beginning to end. Okay. Okay. End so that beginning. I can be much more refreshed. Um, I okay. need to have these a lot of these specifics uh, more in mind. That's okay. As we as we go further back through the series. It's tougher and tougher for me to, even if I watch the same episode you watch, for me to be able to connect all those dots backward in time. Yeah, I'm just not yeah. that into strong the show. a statistician. <laughs> into the show yeah, yeah, is yeah, especially, yeah. like I think I've made clear at this point, my my general lack of enthusiasm yeah, for the like show. Yeah, it's not like obsessed with the, um, the lineage. I, I enjoyed it, but it made me sad. Um so Cersei lies and says, I will go north to help you. And I'm like, all right, right on, right on. Um, John sent a letter to Sansa saying that he is leaving the north to fight or to just be with Daenerys, basically. Um, like More to... specifically to be at Winterfell. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's this weird view. I get this weird glimpse of um, Sansa is talking to someone and she says the faceless men who worship the god of death and she said that Arya was one of them. Oh, Boise. There's a whole thing there that it... I was just like, wow, this is out of nowhere and I really don't know what to do with this info. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I I can't I can't talk too much about that. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a specific reference to like two seasons worth of Arya's backstory. That okay. Um. Oh man, that's gonna be so confusing. That's gonna be so fun for you to piece apart when we start getting back into the <laughs> the meat of the show. Um, yeah, I'm starting to get worried about that. Actually, yeah. well, it's gonna I, get very convoluted. You remember when Arya like super ninjaed her way through like the zombie castle adventure? Yeah, uh, there's a reason why she's able to do that. Okay, yeah, not bad writing. Just, just she, yeah, she didn't just like yeah. wake up one day with super ninja powers. She learns that. So there's this random guy, a random guy that I now know as Lord. Baelish. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I've never seen this guy before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he must die. Um, and it was interesting because, like, the first time I'm seeing him, he's talking to, um, who is it, Sansa, mm -hmm. and he's like convincing her of things, and you know, just. And I'm like, oh wow, like he's he's trying. Like I think this guy dies, and like why is that <laughs> like he seems to be talking with a lot of authority to to sansa right now so that was kind of fun to watch that backward and then you see sansa not having it no more yeah yeah which was a surprise to me i had to rewind to catch what she said like to even catch what happened yeah. in, the, in the scene coming up yeah but this scene even i just want to bring up this game because i think we could play it so uh, the, the Game of Thrones? No, we could play the Baelish, oh. the the Lord Baelish game. Oh, um, tell me the rules of the Lord Baelish game. So his game 
is that he thinks he always thinks of the worst of people. His game is that he asks, what's the worst reason for what this person did? And then how does that thing explain what they did? Um, yeah, he, he certainly sells that car to Sansa or yeah. tries to. Oh yeah. Uh, she plays it right on back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this scene this scene was really like I said I rewound like when when Sansa is cuz like this whole like up until now my experience with Sansa and Arya are that they are together. Like they're I didn't know that they had any conflict. So at this moment, this season, this episode was really weird because like yeah. the first thing I see of Sansa is that she's saying that she thinks that Arya is going to come kill her. <laughs> they they definitely spend the episode like building that idea so they can smack you with that surprise when they band together and, yeah, and kill Peter Baelish. I'm like, wait, uh, why is Arya wanting to kill? So Arya wants to kill Sansa because Sansa betrayed f- the uh, family with Cersei. Like there's like some... There's like, some history there. There's some potential conspiracy between the two um and then Arya might want to be the lady of winterfell so like yeah he's like instilling all of these yeah fears. he's sowing dissent which um, i have a feeling he's done a lot yeah in the past yeah uh do you remember saying a little bit ago that it felt like with uh with pirate guy that the show was like we don't know what to do with this guy so he's just going to leave yeah that, that was my is? impression with Peter Baelish. Yeah. They got to a point where the show didn't know what to do with him anymore, <laughs> so they just killed him. Yeah, okay. It was He had an incredible amount of like plot agency in this show. <laughs> and they're like, if he that existed any longer. was easily the most like intrigue-bearing, like load-bearing character okay. for a very long time. And then they were like, we forgot how to write, so no payoff for his story. He's dead now. Bye-bye. I get the sense that he's like the... Um... He's like the president in House of Cards, like the whole or uh, uh, the, the senator that the like the senator up to the president, like House of Cards, like trajectory, like he, like there's that whole subplot <laughs> going on, and they're like, yeah. we can't He's have that. We can't weaving have... his intricate webs and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, and, and then they just I can't say unceremoniously. It was quite ceremonious, but uh, yeah, then they just kill him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no payoff for that character. Then there's this like little bottle scene that like is just. It seems to be paying Theon's character off. Before there's this character Theon. Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. Oh, I've seen him before. Yep. You. Uh, Holy you, shit! Yeah. His sister. You saw him die charging the uh, Night King. Yeah. He was the guy with the pin. And he's the one where... Oh, so that's who Anna is? Anna? Anna? Um, Or no, not Anna. Um, Yara? Yara. Is Yara his sister, the queen? Yara is his sister. And she's the queen of a different realm? She is Yara Greyjoy, who is the leader of the Ironborn. And is that who the crew is that he was talking to later in the boats or mm-hmm. like with the... Okay. I I almost got the sense because I forgot who he was. I yeah. thought that they were like... I thought that maybe Yana was some weird god. No, Yara is his, his Yara, sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So this, this whole thing I thought was just sort of like a little... I mean, it is kind of a little like... Basically, just Theon and John talk, and and Theon's like, you know, John, you've always been a great guy. I wish I could be great. And then John's like, well, go be great. And then Theon sort of just like, well, I I still have to do my thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and has this like really weird battle where he gets the shit kicked out of him, and then for no reason, just like summons up the power to punch the guy three times and kill him. 
Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Like he just, he like it literally showed him get punched like eight times by this guy. Yep. And then kicked in the balls like four times. Yep. And then he just like gets this weird power, tackles him and then punches him three heavy times. And then the guy dies. Yeah. Which I mean, they were heavy punches, but it is just, it was just a weird way to frame that. It was. And then, um, so that whole thing kind of confused me because I forgot who Yara yeah. and and Theon was. Yeah. But now I kind of realize he was just he was he killed this guy, took back over the group, yep, and was like, "Hey, Yara actually is important. Let's go." Yeah. Save her or something. I That's don't know. Pretty much got it. And then, um. We get to the fun old snake eyes, the old Lord Baelish snake eyes moment where Arya and Sansa take over, you know, kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, That's next. Yeah, so I definitely rewound that because, like, the the way she said it, I was just like, wait, huh? What's this have to do with Lord Baelish? That that good old guy that I just met? Like, what's (laughs) what? What could he done? I was like, oh, okay. Um, the golden <laughs> so seriously it cuts back to Cersei and she's like uh Jamie's like preparing people for battle and then Cersei's like what are you doing i never you, you thought i meant that <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> i thought you were smart yeah um and he's like i thought that you're smart you just saw that climate change yeah. like yep. like what the fuck <laughs> yeah um so yeah and then um she's basically like well you know you you weren't listening to father's lessons like I, we have money and we can buy the golden company and the elephants and stuff yeah like we can we can buy our way out of this didn't get those elephants though didn't get those elephants they just weren't in the <laughs> show's budget <laughs> jamie then decides to go north um Cersei almost has him killed but doesn't he just he gets away and then Sam and Bran have their moment where they realize that Bran, or that John is is who he is, um, the heir to the throne. Um, Bran can see. <laughs> Bran can see the past and the present, I, and everywhere and anywhere. I, that's that's definitely a solid idea. Now I, I definitely mm-hmm. know what Bran can do. Um, John and Daenerys. Yeah, I wrote John and Daenerys is just became a thing, is what I what I wrote. But we'll we'll see. That's generis. Generis. Generic. I mean, wait, no, Jonathan. Daenerys. Denon. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to the Night Watch or the East Watch. And this was this was like the only thing that I had predicted in this episode, other than like some of the boat people arriving on boats or something. Yeah. Um, and it was the last scene of the episode, and it was definitely the most like it was it was epic and cool, but it was also like the whole time I'm just like, how the hell are they gonna run? Because I know that Tormund survives, and the season ends with the cliffhanger of Tormund not being alive, basically. Yeah, there are too many zombies. There, There is just no way. There is no way that anyone anyone on yeah. that wall survived. Yep. There's no way. Yeah, and yet somehow they didn't just survive, they outran them to Winterfell with like several days lead. Yeah. It, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. Because like, like previously when I saw Tormund like reunite with Jon at uh, Winterfell, it was like I didn't know anything about what he had been through. And then now I've seen it and I'm like, you were at the top of what looked like a mountainous wall. Like it was, it was really high, very big, very, very, very big. It, yeah. You know, and, and then like they knock it down, and they somehow climb down like the an incredible amount of staircases. Yep, get to the bottom without getting crushed by all the ice that's fallen. I mean, it's it's basically like a giant building falling, mm-hmm. but a bunch of them. So there's going to be a ton of. I don't know. I mean, it's just it. It. I mean, if. If you wanted that to play, did, have they seen? Have they shown this wall in the previous seasons? Oh yeah. Okay, so they were okay. 
Because I was like, man, if if they built this wall just for this scene, then make do it you, smaller. Like, if you, you want to make it believable. The very final scene where that gate opens and John and Tormund and company exit walk out. and walk out. Is that where the wall used to be? That's the wall. Yeah. Yeah. That gate is at the bottom of the wall. Okay. Okay. It's well, because I was wondering that too. It's it's the wall that divides the north from Winterfell area or where whatever. It divides region. The, the yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's I mean, like a region. It's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I thought that was. I mean, it was cool or whatever, but it's kind of the moment was pretty much ruined knowing that Tormund survives and like all. Yeah, it was just like this is the danger the of watching backwards. Yeah, yeah it's like. All I saw there was that everyone should have died. Yeah, there's no, yep. there's no reason. And even then, like as far as the plot's concerned, what if they had all died? Nothing would have changed. Nothing. Like it. What did Tormund? Yeah, I mean, he made some jokes at the feast. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just like comic relief. Yeah, and that, it doesn't seem like it's in the in the history of the show. From what I know about, like through social media, is that it doesn't give a shit about who survives and who doesn't but suddenly it does it didn't yeah. in the beginning yeah and yeah. So, suddenly it's like no nah, people love torment yeah he makes funny jokes we like him keep him <laughs> come on <laughs> giant ice wall who cares yeah no one will care he can just like everybody else just teleport across the continent when he needs to be somewhere else yeah. it's fine that's what happened they just all quick traveled yeah. at the top of the yep uh, uh, yeah like the enemies weren't close enough for that to. Yeah, it's. I think it's a uh, like a Breath of the Wild sort of situation where you can just fuck off with your like. You yeah. just turn into blue magic spaghetti and get out of there whenever you want. Yeah. Leave your horse behind mm-hmm. to get we'll, murdered. We'll catch up. We'll, we'll catch up. <laughs> All right, that's the end of my notes for the first season of first episode of season two, the last episode of season seven. Let's just do a real brief question time. I don't have a bunch, but I have a few. Okay. Uh, the wall. Yes. What you think? What you think is up with that wall? It is. Mm, the people of the north are super anti-city building or something. I don't know. I get the sense that like the um. I get the sense that the northern folk are kind of like country folk or something. And uh I don't know where that the wall comes in yet. <laughs> what what do you suppose what do you suppose that wall did? I kept out all the illegal aliens, northern illegal aliens from crossing over. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm trying to like get. I mean, because that's yeah, usually when partial you, credit. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think of like. Do you remember at the end of the show when John gets assigned to the Night's Watch? At the end of the show, like as yeah. punishment. Oh yeah, yeah, it was like a punishment. Yeah. Uh, the Night's Watch are the people on the top of that that wall. Wa- they watch the wall. Yeah, they hold that that castle there oh because the army of the dead existed in that area on the other side of the wall and okay so one that brings up a really good thing that i thought of while i was watching this episode is sadly i'm starting to see like the most compelling thing to me right now is figuring out the dead army and like sort of where like what type of um like w- like w- i'm interested in the king like do you see the king often do you see the like is it sort of an off like because i've I, I know like through social media you see like i've seen the dead king mm-hmm. and people have like you know they had snapchat filters and shit yeah. like that like yeah so it was something that you see before the last season um so I'm just like, 
like how much of the story is actually dedicated to the development of like the actual creatures and like the you know the realm or whatever and like why are they on earth or were they or where if is this earth even it's not and why are they on this yeah, why are they on this plane yeah. with them? And have they always been there? Did they come sometime during this whole series? Or was it, you know what I mean? Like, I just have no clue as to the lore of the dead army. or the And, like, if they were there all the time, why wouldn't Cersei know about them? Or, you know what I mean? Like, just all these things that I just don't know. And so I'm yep. interested. Like, did, did like, the John is of the North, but John, but so you know are these people are these creatures do they just like up earth in the north or something and and then he was like whoa this sucks and then i'm gonna go tell everyone about it i'm gonna go help i'm gonna go tell people that they need to be careful because climate change (laughs) like you know like our fucking ice is melting over here in the north yeah like we we need help you need, you need help. Everyone does. So anyway, except they don't have they don't have a global warming problem. They have a global freezing problem. Yeah. Yeah, winter happened. Too yeah. much ice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah. I like it. Well, speaking of climate change, I am working on a video game that's about climate change except it 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 embraces um it embraces the fact that we're not going to fix our problems in time signals is a game where you work at a radio station in a world that is past its point of no return of climate change so you're basically um working a job while in making friends while dealing with the concept that you are you are the last of your species um and just all that comes with that type of existential dread (laughs) mixed in with like basically with the vibe of like animal crossing cuteness like that's the that's like the music and sound of the game it's all like very upbeat and fun um to sort of be a weird balance against (laughs) juxtapose against that like seriousness um but yeah, uh, we are working on it. We have a Kickstarter right now. It is overfunded at this point. We we, we reached our goal. Um, it's just for the first phase too. Um, we're doing like three different phases of fundraising, um, which is like pretty different from, I, I don't think a lot of people do it that way, but we, we're trying to fund the project by like showing the phases of actual creation. Like, hey, right now we're, putting like we're just doing the demo and we're trying to like you know play test this thing and see if it actually works and if it doesn't like i said earlier like or like i've said later um hmm. we <laughs> like i'm going to yeah, have said. yeah yeah um we we really want to like ask questions and make sure we're doing it right and so like i actually want the game to play properly so we're gonna play test the shit out of it before mm-hmm. we even develop anymore um so yeah at this point we're we're, we're just raising money to you know build a, uh, the artist is drawing all the assets um and i'm programming all of it and then we're both writing a lot of like the at least the lore and all the setup we actually might hire a writer to do the dialogue just because that's really important <laughs> and we're not writers so but that's a later phase but yeah so th- for this phase we're we're um just we asked for 800 and we're currently at 1600 very nice which is awesome yeah it's not i mean it's not a ton of money but it it it, it pays for basically our groceries and stuff while yeah, we're working your time because yeah. we literally we we both work part-time jobs uh, and works at uh, jk's bar backing and a couple other i think a couple other you know like doing yeah. freelance stuff yeah. and and i i do you know access fort wayne and pbs uh public television stuff and and you know and building all this stuff at the same time it's a lot of work yeah but, but yeah so um if you want to give even now it still would help a ton um uh, even like a dollar like we're trying to push the dollar and five dollar thing because like we don't want people to think they have to give like a ton of money i, I i'm a big fan of the the npr like generic thing that they say where they're like it's a it's a couple coffees you know you, mm-hmm. you get a couple coffees a week 
Yeah, give <laughs> give us a couple coffees. But yeah, honestly, it, it would help. Um, so if anyone's interested and aren't, and you don't think I'm some sort of liberal hippie, I mean you are. <laughs> <laughs> then give then give to it. Just wanted to uh, real quick plug my other podcast in case uh, you need another excuse to listen to three white boys um, listen to themselves talk. Uh, Fixers Incorporated. It is a improv comedy podcast that we record in the same space with uh, my buddies Ben and Dave. Um, it's you know me, Ben, Dave, and a host of characters that we perform ourselves, and uh, I try to pretend I'm a voice actor. Um, Smash that subscribe. <laughs> hit like, subscribe. Uh, there's no way for you to pay me money uh, with that, but if you, you want to change that, yeah, open want, a Patreon. <laughs> if you want to hunt me down and give me a dollar, <laughs> yeah, do F- that. Find you at Old Crown. Yeah, tip you extra. Here's what you do: you find me in public. You say, "Will you sign this dollar?" And then I sign it and keep it. There you go. That's the that's the move. Did you see that in a movie or something? That no. sounds cool. No, it's just a thing that I I just want money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll probably get a Kickstarter going at some point once it becomes reasonable to, or not a Kickstarter, but a Patreon. Yeah. When it becomes uh, reasonable to do so. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point, with our our listenership being as low as it is, I'm gonna wait. Yeah. So cool. Anyways, that's all for my my plug. Um. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Previously on Game of Thrones, Tyrion and his friends were playing Ghosts in the Graveyard one night when a strange frost zombie jumped out of nowhere and tried to eat them. Jon and Daenerys showed up late because they were smooching out in the field somewhere, but oh boy, when they showed up, it was no good for the Zomboni. They took it down together like the real dynamic duo action team they are. Jon snuck up behind it and tripped it while Daenerys threw a big crate over it. Tyrion was like, woo, good thing you two showed up when you did or we would have been Zamboni fodder. Hey, maybe if Cersei sees this, we can convince her to lay aside her wicked ways to help stop them. You're one step ahead of me, Tyrion, said Daenerys with a spry little smile on her face. Then they started marching toward King's Landing with the Zamboni care package. Daenerys thinks it's a little creepy, so she decides to ride the dragon instead. (laughs) 